Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is Sunday, May the 15th, 2022. And this is the Journey Journal with me, your host, Oscar Camejo. And who is this podcast for? Of course, it's for diabetics who are overweight, have unhealthy nutritional habits, and are in need of guidance for transforming their lives in order to reverse type 2 diabetes. That's it, folks. That's the passion. And that is the goal of this podcast. I love what I do. I enjoy meeting new people, whether it is at the gym, at the grocery store, you name it. My goal is to spread the word and create a greater awareness around the subject of type 2 diabetes and how to beat that disease. Because I believe wholeheartedly that it can be reversed. I am living proof. I was 268 pounds back in 2020 and diagnosed and hospitalized and found out while I was in the hospital that I had type 2 diabetes. And I went on a journey since then to change my life, change my habits, and figure out a way to live a better lifestyle because I did not want to lose my life or lose any limbs. So I made a decision to change. So if you're new to the podcast, the Journey Journal is basically a look back at my previous week. I journal what I did, my weight, and so forth. But I also provide practical steps and ideas and recommendations for those who are on their journey as well. The Journey Journal is a spinoff of the main podcast, which is the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast. That comes out on Wednesdays. Now, the Journey Journal was published on Monday, so be sure to tune in on Mondays and Wednesdays for new episodes of the Journey Journal, as well as the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle podcast. So for this week, folks, we're going to pick up on what we started the previous episode, which was going over listener questions. I have people following me on social media. They meet me out in public and I get to tell my story and they want to know how can they also turn their lives around. So what I do is provide content on a weekly basis, either on TikTok or social media to really drive home the point that we can beat diabetes and make a difference. So this week, I do have a question that came in by email from a follower. And that question is basically a question that I get a lot. So be sure to stick around so you can hear my response to that question. So now before we get into answering that question, I do want to take some time to do as I always do each week to talk about weight, exercise, food, and drink, because it's very important for us to keep track of where we are so we can know where we're going. It's like going to a mall. If you're trying to find a certain destination at the mall, a specific store, what do you do? You go to the map. And the map tells you, hey, you are here. In order to know where you're going, you have to know where you are first. So what I started doing was tracking not only my weight and my body measurements, but keeping up with my workouts and my activities so I can have a track record of my progress. And that is something that I do recommend that you all do as well. So last Sunday, my beginning weight was 189 pounds and I ended the week right at 187. My Percentage of body fat was 12%, and now it's down to 11.7. So, look at that a whole 0.3%. 
what's the big deal with even mentioning body fat? Now, listen, a lot of you may get caught up with looking at the scale and you see, wow, man, I'm not making any progress. You know, I I was hoping to lose five pounds, but I've only lost one pound. Well, see, when you get your body measurements, you want to focus on fat loss, not just weight loss. So your body is comprised of skin, bone, muscle, fat. So, of course, the thing that you want to get rid of is not just all your weight. Obviously not. You want to get rid of that stubborn belly fat, right? That fat around your legs, hips, that love handles, right, guys? So we want to get rid of that stubborn belly fat, that visceral fat, that fat that causes disease and all kinds of issues. When we're working out, it's important to do exercises that are going to help us to burn fat. So now intense for one person may not be the same for another person. Like I like to do plyometric exercises the high intensity interval training exercises. I like to sweat. So I may be in the gym for an hour to an hour and a half, sometimes even two hours a day, Monday through Saturday. But it didn't start off like that. You know, I started off maybe two to three times a week, only during about 30 minutes because, you know, at at the time I didn't have the endurance. I didn't have the uh, cardio built up and the lung capacity to really endure through the cardio workouts, the weightlifting, strength training. So, but I gradually got to that. So each week I do follow a specific program that I've been following for the last year. And folks, when I tell you I've lost over 80 pounds by doing this workout and of course eating properly, it has made a tremendous difference in my life. So I want you all to really consider changing your eating and your exercise to lose weight, but not just lose weight, as I've said before, but it's to lose that stubborn fat. So be encouraged. If you've been at it for a little while and you're not seeing the results you want, that does not mean it's time to give up, cave in and quit. That may just mean you need to tweak and enhance your lifestyle. And that's what this podcast is all about, helping you to make those necessary tweaks so that you can win and beat type two diabetes. So now let's jump into today's question. Today's question actually comes in from Carl C. Carl C says, good morning, sir. First, I would like to thank you for bringing visibility to a topic that's very needed. Number one, what are your go-to snacks? Number two, What do you normally do for breakfast? Number three, what do you eat when you're on the go and or away from home? On a personal note, my A1C has gone from 6.1 to 5.7. Not where I want to be just yet, but I'm working on it. One thought, please encourage the people to get their checkups, especially blood and lab workups and cancer screenings, mammograms, PSA, colonoscopies, etc. With gratitude, Carl. Well, first of all, Carl, congratulations on you making progress with your A1C. I know the feeling of seeing your numbers go down and it's motivating. So way to go, sir. Keep doing what you're doing. You're making progress. And you're right, sir. People need to get regular checkups. Guys, ladies, 
There's nothing to be afraid of when it's time to go to the doctor. Now, don't wait for there to be something wrong before we go and get our checkups. You know, sometimes we have a bad habit of not going to the doctor, not checking on our health, because sometimes we're afraid to find out the truth of what's going on. But you know what? It's better to know early what's going on in your body so that you can catch things early and make a difference. So the first part of Carl's question where he asked, what are your go to snacks? So first overall, when people ask me, what is it that I eat for breakfast, lunch or dinner? I first let them know overall the foods that I cut out, the drinks that I cut out. And then I start talking about what is it that I added? Because see, it's one thing to say, okay, this is what Oscar eats and what he decides to eat, but our tastes may be different. So I let people know it's important to identify those foods that need to be eliminated, those things that are really wreaking havoc in our bodies, that's causing the weight gain, that's causing all kinds of inflammation and other things in our body, some things that we may not even know about. So the things that I stopped eating and I no longer consume or that I reduced, of course, I cut sugary foods and snacks. You're talking about pastries, cakes, pies, muffins, flavored cereals, flavored oatmeals, etc. I cut certain breads. I used to eat white breads all the time. Honey wheat, uh, non-whole grain breads, fried foods. You're talking about fried chicken or fried fish. You know, I had to cut that out because of the saturated fat and, you know, things that are cooked in vegetable oil and, and whatnot and whatnot is just not healthy. White rice, definitely. Now I grew up eating white rice. That was probably the toughest thing. One of the toughest things to cut out of my diet and then sugary drinks. Now this one was big. You're talking about sodas, sports drinks, energy drinks, fruit juices, fast food, smoothies, fast food juices, <laughs> You know, when you go to the juice bars and they give you the quote unquote healthy juices, uh, I even cut sugared almond milk, sugared oat milk. There's a bunch of drinks that I had to cut. I really started paying attention to the sugary drinks. Now, what is it that I added to my diet? I added more whole fruits like whole strawberries, apples, blueberries, bananas, peaches, plums, watermelon, grapes, and so forth, because there's value in eating whole fruits. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. So now what else? Vegetables, broccoli, spinach, bell pepper, zucchini, squash, cucumbers, tomatoes, sweet potatoes. What about protein, fish, and chicken? As a matter of fact, I started eating more fish than chicken or in, definitely incorporating more fish in my diet just because of, you know, you definitely want to vary the type of uh, animal protein that you take in for those of you who are not um, vegan or vegetarian. Now, brown rice, I may eat on occasion, you know, maybe once or twice a month. It just depends. And even then I try to make sure it's uh, brown rice that I prepare. Now, what is it that I did add in terms of drinks? Water and homemade smoothies. That's pretty much the only two things that I put in my body in terms of drinks. Water, lots of water every day, morning, afternoon, at night, all day. Even when I go to work out, water. So now whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, 
I try to make sure I incorporate whole foods and eliminate processed foods. Like I don't do the sliced turkeys anymore. So in terms of when I eat the whole fruits, vegetables, protein, the drinks and so forth, I try to make this a routine. It's what I do every day. I may mix it up throughout the week. I also do more cooking and eating out less. If I do happen to eat out, uh, let's say for lunch in the middle of the day while I'm at work, I'll go to a Mediterranean restaurant because I know they have healthier options. So I don't go through the drive through anymore and get the burgers and the French fries and all this other stuff that I used to get. I strictly stick to either Mediterranean salads or a Mediterranean hot dish like a Mediterranean chicken or shrimp plate that has lots of vegetables, that has lots of um, a good protein. Of course, like I said, chicken. Sometimes I may do beef every once in a while, but I stick to either uh, the salmon for lunch, chicken for lunch, or the shrimp at the Mediterranean place that I go to. Now, in terms of salads and salad dressings, now it's one thing to eat your salads, but the dressing, a lot of the dressings that uh, are touted as being healthy are really full of a lot of sugar. So what I started doing is actually making my own salad dressing. So in episode three of the Journey Journal, I actually gave a recipe for my homemade basil pesto salad dressing. Man, it's good. Trust me. I have a lot more to share, but for right now, let's take a break. Hey folks, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of The Journey Journal with me, Oscar Camejo. Listen, if you would like to submit a question to be read here on the show, or perhaps you have some questions about losing weight, changing your lifestyle, and other topics that you really have pressing questions about whether you want it to be read on the air or not, you can always email me at hello at beatingdiabeteslifestyle.com. So be sure to email me at hello at beatingdiabeteslifestyle.com. So be sure to follow me on TikTok and Instagram where I post daily content about all things reversing type 2 diabetes. It's some helpful information out there, folks. So make sure you follow. Guess what, folks? On Wednesday, the next episode of the Beating Diabetes podcast will be airing. And that episode is called Sweet Dreams, How Sugar Cravings Impact Your Sleep. It comes out this Wednesday, so make sure you tune in. Now, listen, if you have a sweet tooth and you have problems sleeping, there may be a connection. So you don't want to miss episode four coming out this week. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, folks, as we wrap up today's episode of the Journey Journal, I want to give you a tip. Think of it as the tip of the week. So when it comes to the foods that you're eating, it's important to know what effects those foods and those drinks are having on your body. So I want you to take time to learn about the glycemic index of food. And listen, I'm not trying to be all technical. I told you from the beginning. I don't want any of this to be complicated. I don't think weight loss and reversing diabetes should be complicated. So I'm going to make it very simple. Foods raise your blood sugar. Some foods raise them very high and very quickly. 
some raise them very low and slow. So your blood sugar, if it's raised very fast, that means you ate a food or you drank something that has a high glycemic index. Glycemic index is basically a rating from zero to 100 of how much and how fast an item, specifically a carbohydrate, raises your blood sugar. So here is a standard, and you can always look this up, you can Google it. The GI or the glycemic index of less than 45 is considered low. That means that food tends to digest slower and be converted into glucose slower. Glucose is basically your blood sugar. So when I say blood sugar, I'm talking about glucose. When I say glucose, I'm talking about blood sugar. Foods with a GI or glycemic index between 45 and 70 are considered moderate. So that means the foods or drinks are digested, you know, still slower than if they were high and those foods are digested a little slower. Now, what about foods that are higher than 70? So anything with a GI of higher than 70, folks, listen to this, is considered high. That means the food or drinks digest faster and are converted to glucose. Remember, that's blood sugar, the fastest. So what does all that mean? Let me break it down to you with an example. Let's say an orange has a GI of, and I'm just going to throw this out there, of let's say 45. Okay, that's right at the low mark. Not bad, you know. But then what about if you drink orange juice, concentrated orange juice, processed orange juice, whatever. That is going to have a higher rate. That juice, that fruit juice, is going to have a higher rate of raising your blood sugar. Number one, because it's a liquid, it's a drink. And number two, it's a processed drink where they add extra sugar and artificial sugars to that for the taste and so forth. So that's going to spike your blood sugar. So what you want to do is focus on eating more whole fruits, like eat the whole orange. I'd rather you eat the whole orange than drink the orange juice. Make sense? Now, you don't want to eat like I did when I was a kid. I would take like three and four oranges and just eat them back to back. Now, come on. You're talking about one orange is going to raise your blood sugar, you know, or has a GI of 45, let's say. Now, eating five of them back to back, mm, that's probably not a good idea. But, you know, look, compare that to drinking five glasses of orange juice back to back. I used to do that too. So needless to say, I don't drink orange juices. So the idea is again, to eat more whole fruits and cut out drinking fruit juices. I'm not talking about weaning yourself off of juices. You're going to have to cut that stuff cold turkey, cut it quick. And we can talk about some more of that on another episode. Now, as we close again, I want to give you a book that I recommend that really goes in depth into understanding glucose, blood sugar, how table sugar is even processed by the body. And this book is by Jesse Inchuspe. 
The name of the book is called Glucose Revolution, The Life-Changing Power of Balancing Your Blood Sugar. I mean, that book is uh, a life changer. It is a game changer. I mean, she goes over different practical steps to lower your blood sugar and curb uh, cravings and appetites and how to regulate your blood sugar. So I definitely recommend that book. Again, it's Glucose Revolution by Jesse in Chuspade, The Life-Changing Power of Balancing Your Blood Sugar. So my final thoughts for this week, I want you to really take it serious and start assessing your life specifically your eating habits. Choose at least one item that you know has been a problem. Maybe it's a strong addiction that you have to it. It could be a pastry. It could be um, fruit juices. Just something that you know you have all the time that's full of sugar. And I want you to cut it. You mean say, Oscar, I just can't cut it. I mean, I just love that thing. I know. I want you to cut it, but I want you to replace it with a healthier option. Now, if you want to choose a fruit juice, let's start there. If you are a heavy orange or apple juice drinker, grape juice drinker, I used to love Welch's grape juice. I mean, yeah. Anyway, 100% juice I thought was healthy. No, it was full of sugar. So choose one item. If it's a fruit juice, cut it cold turkey. Drop it. You don't need it is not helping you, is raising your blood sugar and causing glucose spikes, sugar spikes, blood sugar spikes, and you're crashing and you don't need that. Choose a fruit instead. So if you're used to eating or drinking a lot of uh, grape juice, eat more grapes. If you're used to drinking a lot of apple juice, cut it. Eat more whole apples. If you like to drink sodas, sports drink, switch it and drink water. So that's my challenge for you today. I believe you can do it. Put your mind to it. Change your relationship with food. It's important, folks. So that's going to be it for this week. So as always, thank you for liking, subscribing, and following me on social media and telling people about the podcast. And remember, stay focused. Keep moving. Never go back. Trust God. I believe in you. You got this. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Beating Diabetes podcast with Oscar Camejo. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, this podcast is intended for motivational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a physician or other healthcare professional or qualified fitness instructor. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or professional advice or services. If you're looking for help on your journey, seek a qualified medical practitioner. It's important that you utilize someone who is a trained, licensed healthcare professional who can help you on your journey toward good health.